Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast where two indie hackers, James McKinvan and Dan Rowden, talk about building their indie businesses. I'm your co-host, James, and wanted to quickly tell you what's coming up in this episode. Today, Dan and I talk about how we got $2,000 of sponsors in one day, why Dan lives in Mauritius, and my editing process for podcasts. Let us know what you think on Twitter at No More Mondays or hit the link in the show notes. And a thank you to today's sponsor, Talk to Stefan, which we'll find out more about in this episode. Let's get started. Dan, big week. Yeah, buzzy. I feel like every day this week I've wanted to do a podcast recording because yeah. so much has happened since the last one. In fact, even after we did the last recording last Friday, I was like so desperate to publish it. I was really sad that we had to wait over the weekend to press publish. Yeah, you were done editing pretty quickly. Look, I got you a present. Oh, nice. Is that for me? It's for you. It's to finally get rid of your blue Yeti, which is genuinely hurting my eyes every time <laughs> I see it. Hey, it, it severed us well. It, it, yeah. <laughs> for one episode. The, the reason I've been able to afford such a beautiful microphone for you, this is the Samsung Q9U. It costs £110. But that is because we started taking sponsors this week, Dan. Yes, and it went quite well. <laughs> yeah. It went much better than anticipated. So we sort of chatted after the last recording saying should we monetize it so we're like yeah well we we can try we can see what happens what price should we go for and for indie bikes i put my price at 120 pound i get about 800 to a thousand downloads i was like well we've we've only done one episode so let's make it quite cheap so people who think the audience is unproven or haven't had done a podcast sponsorship before can get in quite easily so we put up a quick form. We both tweeted out about it, but it's £50, not knowing if anyone's going to buy it. And like within five minutes, Mike Slats had picked up four slots. And then my friend Stefan picked up four slots. And you were like, oh, wow, that's uh, two months of podcast sponsorship straight away. Then, then I was out for the day and we kept getting more and more yeah. notifications come in of people unreal. sponsoring. And what were you thinking at that point? Well, <laughs> I started stressing a little bit. Just because we were kind of filling up all the slots and like it just seemed to never end. So I, I was just asking to like either take the form down or like put the price up just to slow it down a bit, which you then did. But again, people kept buying. So it went up to what, 100? Well, yeah, we, we put it up to 100. And then Brian Castle from Zip Message bought another three slots. And we, we'd also changed the date. So we put on like people could choose dates they prefer of episodes, but this was manually done. Like when they selected a date, that date did not go away. So I had to manually update the form and people were just choosing the same dates. And I was like, oh, I'm not even at my computer to change it. So we were like, when we doubled the price to £100, literally the same day, I also changed it to, okay, we're booked up until May, I think it was, and then put the new dates in. And Brian almost instantly picked him up three for a hundred pound. And we're like, oh, let's put a stop to this because we don't want to have people waiting months and months and months unless they really, really want it. So we doubled the form again. We made it 200 pound. And this time on the form, it's booked up until June. And we're like, no one's going to pay 200 pound for a podcast <laughs> in June. And then lo and behold, Paddle have gone and bought three slots for 200 pound each. In June. So over the past two days... <laughs> We've made literally like £1,400 from podcast sponsors. Yeah, I think it's about $2,000. Pretty crazy. Like, I really wasn't expecting that to happen, especially after just one episode. I mean, it's brilliant. Like, it's better than we anticipated for sure, 100%. 
What, why do you think we, we got so many for a podcast that only has one episode? Do you think it's your audience? I have no idea. I, I guess the audience part is has to be part of it. But yeah, I mean, you also have an audience and half the people who booked also people you know. So it's like a joint combination. People, yeah, maybe are anticipating it, getting a decent listen, because otherwise, why would they put their money into it? Well, the, the next thing I've got to figure out is how I actually get this microphone to you, because I was just going to send it via Royal Mail. And you said, if I do that, it won't make no. it. <laughs> you have to DHL stuff here. Even if I send it like Royal Mail, international, tracked and signed for. No. So we moved into this flat and we've never had post arrive here. It's like a black hole. <laughs> no, it's been okay to other, ha- uh, other houses we've had here, but it still would take a couple of months. But if you do DHL, it costs money, obviously, but it comes in like a few days. Take out the kitty. I did get you the microphone that was slightly cheaper um, because the other one, the one I'm using is £200. You're going to look fantastic. You're going to sound fantastic. And I can't have the Blue Yeti associated with me because I've, I've been too vocal on how much I dislike it. So now, now we have these sponsors, Dan, we have to read out a sponsor slot. And so my friend Stefan, Stefan Manku, met him at Indie Beers. He messaged me almost as soon as we announced this show saying, are you doing sponsors? And we're like, oh, we're not too sure yet. And as soon as we put it out, he bought up some slots and he was really keen to get into some of the early episodes. Stefan's a lovely bloke. And over lockdown, he, he made this coaching business called Talk to Stefan, where you call him up and you have a chat about things. Have you ever done coaching, Dan? No, I haven't. We are happy to pay for coaches for stuff that we want to get better at. For, for me, I do tennis lessons. I do golf lessons. I have a coach for each of these. None of these things like have a huge impact on my life. I just want to get better at them. But arguably the most important part of my life is my business. And I don't ever have any coaching for that. So I went through a stage a few months ago, people might have seen this, of struggling with my own mental health. And I didn't know what to do. Called up Stefan and he really helped me like understand why I was feeling the way I'm feeling, what direction I needed to go within my business. And he, he didn't like tell me how to do it. He asked the question so I understood what I needed to do. And I really enjoyed it. And Stefan gave me a few free sessions. So... I'm super happy for him to be the first sponsor. And Dan, he's offering a free first 60-minute session. So if you want to get in a session and see what I mean, then have a chat with Stefan. Lovely guy. If anyone else wants that session, go to talktostefan.com, hit the link in the show notes. And then after that, 10% off all packages. No more Mondays is the code. Amazing. There we go. Whenever I've earned money through any of my projects, right, it's always been for me. And so, like, if ever I get a podcast sponsorship for Indie Bites, it literally just goes into my bank account. And I'm like, oh, I can buy myself dinner tonight or I can get a delivery. But this is different because it's shared between us. Have you worked with people in the past on projects? And, like, what do we do with this money? Do we just, like, put it in a in a bank account and just leave it? I don't know. <laughs> this is all so new. I've never worked with anyone on anything before. Have you not? No. So, I don't know. Just keep a, a log of what come in and what's going out i guess and at some point we'll split it up <laughs> oh we also haven't decided on if like the split between us is it 50 50 is it 60 40 wow we haven't discussed this at all <laughs> you do a lot more work so if yeah i don't think we've talked about this on the show i would think 50 50 because it was your idea in the first place and it's your audience and i think if this is to go well 50 50 makes sense yeah i'm happy with 50 50 if if you're happy I think 50-50 is fair if you are. Okay, and the next thing, is it is it like a case that we can just, if you say, James, I need 400 quid 
because also we did it through my Stripe account, so I have all the money. Haha. <laughs> 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 if, if you want the money, you can just extract it for yourself, and you can, or is it something where we only invest it back into the podcast? I mean, there's only so much you can spend on a podcast. Maybe you can spend it on growth, on ads. What are the options of where could that money go? I guess it's fine just sitting somewhere for now. I mean, we've already upgraded one mic. I don't guess, I don't think we need to upgrade your mic as well. I don't anticipate having to spend a lot on the podcast itself. So I guess it can just sit somewhere until either one of us wants to take it out. Maybe we could take like a summer bonus once it's accrued a little bit and take it out then. I mean, it's now until like the end of June, right? So it's not, I don't suppose yeah, we're going to yeah. get much in. We're not going to try and sell any more sponsorships for a while. So maybe maybe it would be a good idea to get it out. And Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm going on holiday next week, so I could do with some extra money. Dan, um, my dad listened to our first episode. Yeah. And my dad doesn't listen or consume any of my content. Like, I try to get him to listen to Indie Bites and he just doesn't. But he listened to the first episode of No More Mondays and really enjoyed it. And his question to me was like, how did you end up in Mauritius? It's a good question. We had lived in a few different places. I'm from England, I'm always Finnish. So we both lived in each country and we lived in Cape Town for a bit. And we'd been in Saudi Arabia for a few years. And we went back to Europe and then got sick of the cold, really, and looked for somewhere warm to move. And Mauritius <laughs> kind of showed up in our searches. And they have some cool like self-employed visa options. So we went for it and I got it and we moved here. I mean, it helps that everyone speaks English. So like it's kind of familiar in some respects. There's a lot of South African influence here. How long have you been there? About six and a half years almost. Oh, wow. What are like, the pros and cons of it? Pros, beaches, weather, chill, vibes just small island life really but you, you get a mix of like island life and kind of normal life because you have shopping centers and some international brands here and stuff so it's a nice little mix the biggest con is just being far away from everyone and not being able to travel that easily like when you're in europe you can travel anywhere within like three hours on a plane yeah fair enough are there any like creature comforts you miss from from home or europe no we have marmite and maltesers and things like that <laughs> <laughs> Tetley tea, Marmite, you know. Marmite. I've got a question for you because the podcast wasn't the only launch you had this week, right? You also put out a YouTube video. Yes, the YouTube video. Yeah, on Sunday I put out my first YouTube video, which is more about my life and indie hacking. I've made many YouTube videos before for myself, for clients, and. If you go and watch this video, I talk through my history of making YouTube videos. It's always been about different hobbies, like my car, my motorbikes. When I was really younger, I made gaming videos. So YouTube's like always been a part of my life in some way or another. And I was actually inspired by you partly, a few others, Mike Slats, Marie Poulin, who have all made YouTube videos in the past year or so. When you were doing the YouTube videos, I think a lot of indie people loved watching them because they got to hear a little bit of your story you made some great videos about why you quit your job and a bit more about your life but you said in the first episode of this that you're not really a youtube person but i would probably say i am a youtube person because of my history with making videos yeah. and i always remember i always enjoyed making the vids so i thought right this year as something i want to do i want to get back into making youtube videos but i want to make it about something that I'm really into which is indie hacking and trying to build my businesses and it sort of goes in tandem with this podcast but I want to share more 
tutorials of how I do pods, my process of trying to build the businesses, podcasts I listen to, books I read, day in the life, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's cool. Are you going to do like a weekly video? So the plan is to do 50 videos a year. Um, this year but I also know how much work it is to do so I'm going to say provisionally I'd like to get to halfway through the year six months in 25 videos done and then have a look at how they're doing in terms of views uh, if it's growing how much time it's taken out of my week to do the videos and if it's worthwhile I've already shot a few more I shot a video when I went into London the other day of me actually producing a podcast for a client I've been shooting videos over the past year that I've never published that I can repurpose so when I turn my cupboard into a podcast booth (laughs) I shot a video about that so I'm gonna re-edit that into a nice video any other videos you think I can make Dan? Well I'd like to see more of your podcasting stuff because that's kind of what i kind of think of you as doing day to day maybe you can make a wallet from like idea to finished product maybe take your camera to indie beers i'm keen to do like video breakdowns of all of my side projects and what i do for each of them i think the wallet thing is quite interesting i actually for the wallet biz i think video can be a really big part of the growth for it tiktok is going absolutely berserk at the moment people are getting unbelievable views and i've got this little econ business and i'm sitting on an opportunity which i shouldn't really be which is i can make good quality videos i can post them on tiktok in a niche that isn't really filled up that much which is asmr handcrafting things a few people have done it and have got a lot of a, a lot of success on tiktok but it's only like three or four so I, I i need to jump on it before more people do that's uh that wasn't what i was expecting you to say <laughs> asmr channel <laughs> on tiktok yeah it's quite satisfying to watch random question when did you start really getting into twitter because I was speaking to my mate earlier and you're just over 30,000 now. I was trying to remember what you were at when we first spoke back in like September 2020. Well, let me just pull up my ILO dashboard and I will tell you exactly on which date, <laughs> which date are we talking? <laughs> that is superb. Is it ILO.so slash DR? Yes, it is. So I started, I joined Twitter in 2006, literally like two months after it launched originally mm-hmm. and before it properly launched in south by southwest in march 2007 so i had a good six months before it was like like a thing so illo started at the end of july 2020 and i had 4693 followers Mm. and it's kind of grown very very steadily no i mean i've had two like jumps but otherwise very steadily to 30k and without real plan either yeah i'm not trying anything i'm not um writing threads i'm not trying to go viral anything i'm just kind of sharing my stuff and People seem to enjoy it. Do you know what those two jumps were? So the one in July was when I announced I was leaving my job. And the mm. one before that, mm. so I had a huge tweet. I don't know why it went so went so big on the end, at the end of March, which is just saying, my side project income from March will be about 132% of my salary. I like where this is heading. And that somehow got 300,000 <laughs> impressions, <laughs> 24,000 profile clicks, which is insane. Yeah. So your your top two tweets, which have given you such a boost, have both been about sharing inspirational, aspirational stuff about your side projects. The first one was about the income. People are like happy that you've got to that point and they also aspire for themselves to get to that point. Yeah. And the same with quitting their job. Yeah, they're like relatable. It's like 
oh, I'm almost there or I could almost be there myself. That's the kind of stuff that I yeah. also enjoy on Twitter. Like it's it's fun to see people reach like 20, 30K MRR, but the tweets I like is it's like I hit 6K MRR and I was at 3K a year ago. Like that's that's like in touching distance, you know what I mean? It's like I could I could do that. Yeah, exactly. So you, you're, I wouldn't say you have so much as a strategy with Twitter now, but it's more you, your only goal is just to post every day consistently and just things that interesting things that come into your head yeah so like that tweet every day thing is literally like the only thing that i try and do the, the rest of it is just tweeting interesting stuff i share other people's projects i share what i'm working on sharing failures and successes and just kind of being present on twitter replying to people is also key i'm just sharing what i'm build, building and working on and people seem to like it so you're you're, you're sharing updates on, on what you're working on so this, this week, what you've been up to? I don't, I, honestly, I've got no idea what you've been doing this no. week. So this week, I've done a lot of client work, ghost development. I've got that new theme coming out that I mentioned last week and some theme customization projects. So not much on my SaaS this week. Been thinking and planning some new projects still. I had hoped to do some more writing this week, more marketing stuff or blog posts, but I haven't got around to it because I've just had a lot of incoming stuff. What about you? Have you been doing more like editing stuff this week? Yeah, so my main income is from two clients that I work with and I've just been editing their shows, editing this show and then editing an episode of Indie Bites, which I released on Tuesday with a fellow called Tom Ross, who I used to follow years and years ago on a podcast called The Honest Designer Show. When I chat to him, I was just energized after the conversation. He's a really nice chap. He went through a real struggle with burnout, ended up like hospitalizing himself. He's got 20 staff now, all bootstrapped. His podcast has been downloaded millions of times. So I was really happy to release that episode. And so I'm just trying to like keep on top of episodes. So I've got a <laughs> backlog of three months of episodes I need to publish. And the editing process takes a lot more than this podcast. It's probably taking me eight hours an episode of indie bites yikes and that's because you edit it right down to your 15 minutes yeah yeah from the the hour long or so recording i do and the new recordings i'm trying to keep a bit shorter so it's easier for editing because it's definitely a barrier for me i've i, I struggle when say i've recorded for an hour and 20 minutes which i did with daniel Vasalo. it was daunting when i saw that I was like, how am I going to possibly get this yeah. down to 15 minutes? Like, what do I get rid of? It must be super hard to do that because obviously like the whole conversation is probably good content. How do you like cut stuff out? Typically with an Indie Bites episode, we'll take the Daniel Vasalo example. I listen through it once and I remove anything that I think is completely boring. And once I've listened through it one time, I will have an idea of other stuff that I think I could remove and then it's just a process of listening through again and listening through mm. again and if I can remove like big chunks so yeah. if we've spoken for 20 minutes say well we did this we spoke for 20 minutes about woodworking because Daniel just started woodworking I, I took it all out because I didn't think it was interesting or useful enough for people where it was quite interesting for me so I just took out that whole section and there you go, I've saved myself 20 minutes instead of like trying to tweak sentences, which is what I'll usually do on the final edit. Yeah, that's cool. But you're also going away tomorrow. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So we're recording this on a, on a Thursday because I am going to New York and I'm treating my dad. Hello, dad. I know he'll be listening. Now he listened to the first episode. 
I've always wanted to be able to treat my dad to something because he's always been there for me. He's like the person I pick up the phone to speak to whenever and he's treated me to holidays and stuff. And like I've always just wanted to give back. But I had the opportunity to go to New York for my client who needs some podcast recordings done while he's out there. And it's not like an all expenses trip paid, but it was an excuse to go, okay, I can be there for a reason and get paid for being there. So I'm treating my dad. I'm bloody delighted. He's never been. I've been a few times. I've been fortunate enough to, and he's dead excited and and we leave on Saturday. However, I will say that my indie London friends all going for a, a jolly in Lisbon. Because I chose to go to New York, I now can't have a jolly with my friends Sabo from Veed went out there and then Charlie from Weekend Club said, yeah, sure, let's get a group of us to go. They picked a date, they organised it and so many of my friends are going. So I hope they have a lovely time in Lisbon. I'll send them pictures from New York. All right, well, <laughs> I, I think we should get on to our tweets of the week now. Yes, let's do that. You you go first this week. I bookmark one particular one that was by a fella called Sahil Bloom. 490k followers pretty big twitter account but he did this thread first tweet was it's sunday evening freezing outside and i'm yet again two whiskeys deep a few hot takes and semi-coherent thoughts good hook and some of these thoughts are really interesting i'll pick out a few of them being interested is more important than being an interesting interested people are more prone to giving their deep attention to something to learn more about it they ask questions listen and observe they open up to the world around them the interest inevitably win thought okay that's pretty cool because with my podcast i'm inherently interested i just want to learn more about why people are doing things i'm curious so i like that one what other ones did i like we really need to normalize boredom some of your most creative moments come during periods of boredom in the shower on a walk at dinner by yourself you're bored your mind wanders your thoughts mingle bam creative insight strikes normalize periods of boredom love that because we're all like trying to hustle away build our businesses but actually taking some time to chill and be bored and enjoy that time because that's where creative inspiration strikes do you resonate with that yeah it's something i talk to the kids a lot about as well because they're like oh i'm so bored (laughs) give me something to do (laughs) so yeah we kind of encourage that a little bit okay and then the final one from this thread that i'll read out is everyone should eat dinner alone at a bar or a restaurant at least once per month in school we were taught that eating alone was the worst thing imaginable a sign of being a social outcast in adulthood i'd argue it's the opposite a sign of being free try it thank me later and i love this tweet because i am i often go for dinner on my own i really enjoy it i go to the cinema on my own this was something my dad taught me to be honest he was very comfortable being on his own and in my own skin and i always had that thing with school where you're a social outcast if you did anything on your own do you eat out alone ever i suppose it's kind of hard for you with family it's hard when i used to work in coffee shops then i would sit there for a bit on my own maybe like five or six hours and it's it's interesting being alone because i'm with people 99 percent of my day (laughs) we're the absolute opposite dan you say you're not alone 99% of the time. Mm. I'm probably alone, probably 90% of the time <laughs> here here in my office. So, Dan, your tweet. Right. Me. So, my tweet um, is my tweet. So, I saw an Indie Hackers, this guy Brett, 
who runs this kind of unlimited design agency called Design Joy. I've seen it before, but the post on Indie Hackers that I just happened to see on Indie Hackers because I don't visit the site too often anymore, said he'd got to 90K MRR, which I was like blown away by. And I did some maths and I figured out he only needs like 30 customers to get to 1 million ARR. And he's already passed that. So I was like, what? I have to tweet about this. So I I wrote a quick tweet just explaining my maths like that. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And that tweet like blew up. I think it's my biggest tweet for the last few weeks. Nearly 100,000 impressions, something like that. Yeah, so that's the tweet. Uh, got loads of responses. People people being like, oh, how can you do unlimited design? Like, how does that work? A lot of like naysayers, but we'll have to talk to Brett and see what he says. He's He's gone from like 140 followers to like 800 followers from this one tweet. He also then tweeted today and wrote on Indie Hackers again. So this was the, this was the headline again. A single Twitter mention just drove $10,000 in 48 hours, pushing me over the 100,000 MRR mark. <laughs> and that was my tweet. <laughs> I just thought that, that was crazy. Like you can write a quick tweet about something and then generate, what, $120,000 like annual revenue from a single yeah, tweet. Yeah. That's crazy. Mate, that so, absolutely outlines the power of Twitter. There's a few people, a few companies that have done this. Design Pickle and these productized services with unlimited something mm. seem to be really lucrative but they've got to put the work in and congrats to Brett. He, he deserves his success with it. And big yeah. thanks to you. Did, did, did you speak to him after, after you'd made him so much money? <laughs> I asked for my cut. No, I didn't really. I messaged him briefly on Twitter and maybe we'll have him on the pod one day to discuss further. Without a doubt. All right, Dan. Well, good chatting, mate. We've battled through your Mauritian internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hopefully no one's noticed thank goodness this isn't live well i will edit this to perfection it's gonna you will never notice anything went wrong but yeah mate good to chat fantastic week i'm gonna enjoy my time in new york we, yeah. we'll pro- i'll probably record from new york but we may have to do it do a different day for it because i'm not back till next monday yeah cool speak to you in new york then see you later bud ciao Thank you for listening to this episode of No More Mondays with James McKinvin and Dan Rowden. You can join the conversation on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. You'll also find a list of talking points in those show notes along with details of today's sponsor, Talk to Stefan. Thank you, Stefan, for sponsoring, and we'll see you next Monday.